Right, this is take 12. Checking on that. Here's what I found on the web for information about Maggie Thumbshow. Here's what I found on the web for us the Maggie Thumbshow on iTunes. Looking. Okay, I found this on the web for us the Maggie Thumbshow. Day you 
Incoming interview. Incoming interview. Incoming interview. Actually, it's one of the more oldest one that we had. Um, usually, the the writing process is done in in Liz's studio. He brings like a, a basic sketch and sends it to me, and I'm writing some lyrics and adding some parts if if I feel that something is uh, is missing in the in the process. I did uh, some parts of his playback at work with my computer without headphones. I just had to try some things, and it became the the basic mm. of the song. It became its core. Like um, so far, the majority of our uh, of our songs was were written basically in Lee's studio. Lee did the, the the music, but every time we changed everything so many times, and I took part of the production itself, um, that it feels like it's my own. <laughs> Although I didn't bring the first loop that was the base for the song. We are mad and lost. We are from Haifa, Israel. Yes, uh, from Haifa and from Tel Aviv. Lee here uh, lives in Haifa and I live in Tel Aviv. It's uh, something like an hour drive from each other. You know, this is... Uh, it's a tough one because... The ideal, in my opinion, is to get the hell away as much as we can from the social media, and I don't like it at all. But the fact is that this is the only way to get out of here. We have came to a generation that we don't even need words to communicate. It's just pictures. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's insane. Uh, but it works, so how can you argue with it? <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, we all want to, to you know, mainly co concentrate on making music. It gets frustrating at some point. You feel that you stop making music and you just like any other chick that uh, does a, a selfie with a duck face. You know, it feels silly, but I see that in every artist's page, the only way that they continue to receive some attention is by every day and it doesn't work else. like that, you know. You're in the in the float of work. I specifically don't take my phone out of my pocket in, in order to picture myself while I'm making music. <laughs> and and then I don't have any material to post. So it's a problem. It it contradi uh, contradicts itself. Okay, thanks. You too. <laughs> Have a you, great you day. Bye-bye.
Incoming interview. Incoming interview. Incoming interview. So my name is Benjamin Frank Barnett. I am the founder, festival director of the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival. We're located here in the city of brotherly and sisterly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. The Philadelphia Independent Film Festival is a celebration of new and emerging filmmakers and artists. It's all about the programming, the curation of indie films from around the globe and locally in Philadelphia. 
with the idea being to introduce this global audience to the local film community. Um, to maybe strike out and meet people that they wouldn't at another film festival or just a simple networking event. It's difficult because, yeah, everybody can go to a, you know, an electronic store and buy a camera and pre-edit and, and our teams have to spend our time in the Underground Film Forum watching these things. So, you know, we watch every film that comes through our office for obvious reasons. The catch-22 for us is that because we're looking for that new filmmaker and that, you know, emerging artist, we find that we're in a position now because people are sending so many films that you'll find one, two, ten, whatever the number is, of those people. Yeah, I would suggest that a tremendous amount of new filmmakers are in the game. But I would also argue with this bulk and quantity of global filmmaking, people like us even sifting through 500 films when there's probably hundreds of thousands being made shows that we don't get the tip of the iceberg. We're in a position now where we can sort of reach out there into different global communities and dig up these new films. Because I think the way my taste evolved as a festival director curates you know, the festival. I've watched techniques change, I've watched lighting, art direction, I've watched all types of improvisational scenarios go down that really has helped me grow and understand truly what it is to get that film from concept to the film fest. Well, the only way to do that is to be a festival director for the last decade. I don't care if I'm a filmmaker and I make two, three films every single year. Um, you're still making two, three films, watching whatever you're doing. We're watching literally almost 500 films every single year. So, you know, the ability to see regions around the world and everything do this, I think, becomes, you know, important to, you know, how we understand films are made from tech and everything. For more information about the film festival, you can go to their website, www.philadelphiaindependentfilmfestival.com. When I get married, I want romance, I want flowers, I want poetry, I want weekends in Paris, I want breakfast at Tiffany's. Girl, you want a white man. Question, Dean. What you think these white people really want from us, man? Huh? The girl says I'm selfish, what a lie. But she can't get this shit from any other guy. Every time she goes around, I let her buy. Bryson Tiller got me working all the time. Pull it back, cause a nigga feel it. And you know he's gonna hear it by the time I'm finished. So forget the rumors and the lies. Just wanna be alive next time I see ya. Maggie's rooftop aerial broadcasting to you. Straight from the heart of South Philadelphia.
Give me a sec. There's a guy here. He's going to tell me something nice about Algeria. We can translate, man. What's your name, by the way? Maggie, isn't it? Yeah, Maggie. Maggie Thump, yes. Are you blonde? is an Algerian artist making really unique music and um, I connected with it the instant I heard it and it was one of those moments you know that uh, you know I think there's a lot to be said for the sort of spiritual kinship that music can give people um, you know without having to know each other without having to even have sat in the same room there's a certain connection that you can really feel that happens with sound and with music and art and I think that that was a really it's been a really beautiful example of that the relationship that we formed and the work that we've done together. Yeah, well, um, well, Mati and I, uh, 
we first were uh, in touch uh, through SoundCloud, he he sent me a, a demo, um, and he had heard the work. The fir- first work that uh, we had done was Sahel Sound, and uh, he heard he heard that compilation and felt a, a kinship with the sound. Sure. Uh, my name is Jesse Monroe Johnson. I live in Portland, Oregon, and um, I run a record label called Boom Arm Nation. Boom Nation is a it's a small record label that I started in 2010, originally with the intention of releasing some of my own productions and some productions by some people who I work with, and um, it grew very kind of organically and you know slowly into uh, you know an expression of international experimental and sound system music, electronic based you could say, but um, a lot of cross pollination you know, international sounds from people around the world. It's kind of grown into a really uh, lovely kind of natural family of like minds and people who have something to say that maybe is a little different. You know, we can be so inundated with sample-based creations from Westerners, you know, using these exotic quote-unquote sounds from you know other parts of the world and i was very engaged and curious with what was the story behind this because here's this this man this algerian man um you know telling a story with these sounds that are actually culturally very specific to where he comes from and you know i thought that that was a really potent and and important thing to explore and you know, naturally, I don't think I would have explored it further if the sounds hadn't really felt so powerfully resonant to me, but they did. So it really turned into a beautiful thing. At times, I felt like I've bitten off more than I can chew from the business perspective because it's really been an emotional and um, energetic and artistic driving force for me in my life that brought me to this point. So I I think if anything, that perspective has overridden the perspective of, hey, can I sell this? Or hey, how can I market this? And I think that in a lot of ways, that's been a really good lesson for me because it's encouraged that desire to take risks on things that you believe in. You know, and I think that that can be a real uh, hindrance in the music industry. People can not want to take chances on things if there's not a direct connection to sales.
This is the last song of the show. Thank you for keeping us company. Big thanks to our friends. Madam Lost, the Philadelphia Film Festival, and Boom Arm Nation for passing through. If you have a free moment, would you mind leaving us some kind of digital footprint? Preferably, in the form of a like or comment. If you're feeling brave, please share us with one of your mates. www.maggiesrooftopaerial.com Please get home safely. Love you lots. <laughs>